College isn't for everyone. The Monday Morning Memo for May 20th, 2013. The smartest thing I ever did was drop out of college on the second day. What I wanted to learn, they couldn't teach me, so I left to figure it out on my own. That was 37 years ago. A number of years later, I wrote a series of New York Times and Wall Street Journal best-selling business books and launched a school for grown-ups who are imaginative, courageous, and ambitious. Wizard Academy teaches big things fast. Our students are leaving their fingerprints on the world, and I am proud of them beyond belief. College isn't for everyone. It was definitely wrong for me. If you have among your circle of friends a public school teacher who trusts you enough to speak to you off the record about what has happened to our school system, you owe it to the rest of us to have that conversation. I predict you won't be able to sleep that night. None of the teachers to whom I've spoken want to see their own children or grandchildren in public schools. These teachers aren't afraid of drugs or violence. They're afraid of an educational system that requires its teachers to wear the handcuffs of strict conformity and teach to the test in lockstep fashion so that the school district won't be penalized. Cram for the exam. Learning be damned. Every lesson, every day, is simply test prep for the all-important standardized test standardized, as if every child is an identical blank slate, devoid of individual aptitudes or interests. Have you ever heard of the creativity quotient, the CQ? It's like the IQ, except that it measures creativity rather than intelligence. All across America, our second graders score higher on CQ tests than our high schoolers. Evidently, compliance and conformity come at a price. Children starting school this year will retire in 2072. None of us has a clue what the world will look like in just five years, yet we are tasked with educating children for the world they will face 20, 30, 40 years in the future. Paul Torrance administered the first CQ test in 1958 to a large number of elementary-age schoolchildren in Minnesota. Twenty-two years later, these schoolchildren were located to see if their CQ scores had been in any way predictive of career success. A second follow-up was administered in 1998. 40 years after the original test, and a 50-year follow-up was conducted in 2008 as the school children were approaching the age of 60. The result? CQ is three times more reliable as an indicator of career success than IQ. That Torrance CQ test measured divergent thinking on four scales. One. Fluency the total number of interpretable, meaningful, and relevant ideas generated in response to the stimulus. Two. Flexibility, the number of different categories of relevant responses. Three. Originality, the statistical rarity of the responses. Four. Elaboration, the amount of detail in the responses. Professor Ken Robinson defines creativity as The process of having original ideas that have value. Creativity is messy and not easy to manage, so public schools don't like to measure the CQ of their students or encourage creativity in any way. 
I believe this needs to change. I believe it must. But what can we do, you ask? Allow me to answer with the words of Margaret Mead. Quote, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, that is the only thing that ever has. Are you in? Roy H. Williams Tim Storm started an online business with only $100, then sold that business FatWallet.com in September 2011 after pouring his heart and soul into it for more than a decade. He now owns half of Paris, France, and all of Hawaii. On this week's episode of Monday Morning Radio, Tim Storm will share with us what he learned during some of his most important moments of decision. Tim also drops a few enticing hints about what's next on his agenda. Trust me, when Tim Storm finally makes his announcement, Donald Trump's TV show, The Apprentice, will be exposed as a second-rate effort from a lightweight poser who inherited a pile of money and is now trying to convince America that he's a self-made entrepreneur. Poor Donald. Uh-oh, I probably said more than I should have. I better shut up before I get in real trouble. Check out Tim Storm at mondaymorningradio.com, and I'll see you next week. Indiana Beagle.